0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor.
1: And I'm physician and journalist Dr. Norman Swan. It is Wednesday, the twenty third of December.
0: I know we're in a couple of days out from Christmas and at least in the greater Sydney area, a lot of people are looking at not the Christmas that they were planning. um obviously we're watching the case numbers in the northern beaches of Sydney really closely, but let's just zoom out for a second and look at what's been happening in the last three or four weeks in that area because there's been more than one leak out of quarantine?
1: Yeah, there's been four leaks in three weeks as far as we can see. But before we get onto to that, what we want to say in Coronacast is take our hats off, not that we're wearing hats right at this moment, but really doff our caps to the contact tracers in New South Wales. I mean, they're, they're just unbelievable. They've got this down to eight cases. There, yes, there are still fairly significant issues. You know, we're pressed upon because it's Christmas coming up but it's it's an astounding effort it really is incredibly impressive you know and as we come up to christmas we should just anybody who lives in new south wales should really just be thanking the contact tracers for such a fabulous job that they're doing and uh, you know they're really onto this and uh, the minister calls it diamond you know diamond class Contact tracing, I'm sure that's that's right. It is really, really impressive.
0: Don't hug a contact tracer, but definitely give them a COVID safe distance round of applause if you can.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah, something is going wrong. There's no question about that. There are now, as you say, four cases. So what are they? There's the man who drove the bus. At the airport. Uh, with an overseas air crew out from the airport. There's um, now a nurse who caught it again. A, a, this is all, all going on report, transporting people who were unwell. Third case, this is not necessarily in chronological order. Who was not law, who was round about the time of the van driver, the cleaner in a hotel, again with air crew in the hotel. I think she was the first, and then there was the there's the the Northern Beaches outbreak, which almost certainly is from somebody who came in from overseas, yet to be determined. Air crew, somebody who left hotel quarantine but was still positive. Who knows what that was? But we don't know that yet. So four things going wrong.
0: And the genomics there are showing that they are different points of entry.
1: Yes, except as we record this coronacast, we don't know what the genomics were or was, I'm not sure what the singular or plural, uh, on, the, on the nurse. So we don't know what the source of that one was, but you'd presume that it was, it's different from the others. So yes, there are different viruses causing this probably from different places. From the bus driver and the nurse, it looks as though the, uh, you know, the transportation is high risk. I think some comments have been made. Well, all this is inevitable, and we should just accept it. Well, I don't think that we should necessarily accept it, um, and I don't think necessarily that New South Wales is accepting it. There's got to be a root cause analysis. You've got to find out where the weak spots are, and then you've got to fix them up so it doesn't happen again. It's not acceptable that there's a leak. It might be anticipated, and you've got to find out what it is. What is it about that? Is there not enough ventilation on one of these buses? Are there? Choke points, getting on and off, which can get contaminated. What's the story? Should everybody be wearing N95 masks if they're not already? We don't know. And also the nurse has passed it on to someone else who has taken it into rural New South Wales, into the central west of New South Wales to Orange. So this is obviously bringing in people from overseas who are COVID-19 positive is high risk. Transporting them is clearly high risk too.
0: So the numbers were low yesterday, but um, can we talk about where they popped up?
1: Yeah, so there there was uh, seven linked to the uh, to the northern beaches. There was this nurse which was quarantined. Um, still to be defined what the what the virus was. One person who'd gone from New South Wales back into Victoria who apparently was isolating, so that was contained. And if you look at the spread of where people were living in Sydney when they got tested positive there is still probably the majority, in fact, of yesterday's cases were actually outside the northern beaches, even though they were still linked. So it's out there in the general community. Let's hope, because the numbers are low and the testing numbers are high, that they've they, they're really got this under control. But the risk is still that there's spread in greater metropolitan Sydney. It just creates a bit of nervousness coming up to Christmas when you're not absolutely sure what's going on.
0: Yeah, it was interesting to hear the premier say yesterday that it would have been an, it would be an easier decision to decide what kinds of restrictions to put in place if it, if we weren't coming up to Christmas. Should we be doing it harder, I suppose is the question.
1: Well, I suspect that what Gladys Berejiklian was saying was that there's no way on earth she would lift the restrictions tomorrow if it wasn't Christmas coming up, was was the implication that I was taking from that.
0: So Norman, we talk a lot about this podcast about coronavirus coming into Australia, but it sounds like we have exported a few cases recently to Singapore.
1: Yes, well, one at least. The Singaporeans report an Australian coming in on the 15th of December with uh, positive for coronavirus. So I'm not quite sure where that person came from. We've asked the authorities here, um, has it been backtracked to Australia? So, we have certainly sent somebody on the 15th of December to Singapore COVID positive. I
0: wonder how that could have happened.
1: Well, we don't know, and we're trying to find that out. And um, by the way, if you want to know how Singapore is going, pretty good. They got, I think, one case in the dormitory area, and that's it the other day. So,
0: we keep hearing about this strain in the UK that's more transmissible. I'm sure that people are wondering whether maybe that could be playing a role in what's happening here in Australia or. Do we know if it's that strain and is it more likely to be the biology of the virus or the way humans behave?
1: I think by yesterday there were four reported cases in hotel quarantine of people who came in with that virus from the UK. It's not that easy to test for because there are so many mutations apparently, but we know there are four. What we seem to know, I think, is that on the genomics so far, none of the, geno- none of the viruses that have got outside quarantine... Are that virus although the nurse is still a question mark at least by the time we're recording this coronacast we don't know that yet so there is science uh, quite a lot of science behind this uh, this mutant of the virus in the uk there's certainly a lot of uh, mutations there's one in particular called the n501 which we actually had in australia for a while but it went extinct in australia and another version of the virus came in but in fact it is the N501 is quite infectious and in fact the Doherty Institute is using that N501 for most models of the virus because it actually is quite a good one to work with in the lab so the N501 by itself does create a bit of extra infectivity and if you look at the scientific report to the UK government the scientists who were on that committee there were various things that they looked at. So one was the uh, there's a measure called CT, which is a measure of the infectivity of the virus, and that CT was lower, which in fact means that the uh, infectivity was higher. The calculated R naught had you know, jumped up to nearly one from uh, from a much lower figure.
0: So it's the number of people that, that would be likely to be infected by an infected person.
1: Yeah, that was theoretical based on modelling. And so they had moderate confidence, is what they said, that the virus did have a 70% increased r- rate of infectivity. But the unknown there was the influence of human behaviour. So I think you know, there's no question you're dealing with a virus that is more transmissible than the other mutations that are around. The question is, by itself, how how much more transmissible is it? That's not really known yet. They're also doing tests on antibodies to see whether or not this virus is neutralised by known antibodies from immunisation. The evidence from the Doherty is that um, the vaccines are broad enough to get that N501 mutation. But remember, that's not the only mutation in this particular in this particular virus. So the news looks as if it's quite good there. But the evidence is moderately strong, according to this eminent committee looking at it, that it is more transmissible. It's just, is it 70%? Is it 50%? I mean, any percent is important. The other variable they took into account was, if you've got not much virus around and a new virus comes in, it, it, if you like, it's it's empty ground. It's like um, fertile soil that the new virus comes in and can take over because there's no competition. What worried them in this one was that there was a lot of virus, huge amount of virus around in Southeast England, and yet, despite the fact there were lots of other coronaviruses around or SARS-CoV-2 viruses around, this virus took over, which suggests that in terms of at least infectivity. It was pretty aggressive and able to actually um, push all the others into into the background. So that is worrying. So there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that this one is much more assertive in its uh, infectivity. They don't think it's more virulent.
0: So that's the science around this particular strain in the UK, which is really good to know, but probably not a factor with what's happening here in Australia at the moment.
1: Not yet, but... you know, that we are bringing back people from the UK all the time, and some of them will be You know, just by the fact that the highest density population in the UK is that southeast corner in the home counties in London, that people are going to be coming back from London.
0: So one more coronacast down before Christmas, Norman, but we're not going on holidays just yet.
1: No, we're not. We're not. We're going to hang around while this outbreak continues in New South Wales. And while the rest of the country is anxiously looking and there are people all over Australia hoping that their relatives from New South Wales can come at some point, we're going to stay on air. So we'll be on air on Christmas Day and we'll be on air next Monday, which is the 28th. So we're still going to be around, giving you information through this and helping it through, hopefully. Hopefully not hindering, hopefully helping.
0: So if that sounds like good news to you, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can and we'll see you tomorrow.